everyone, and welcome to The Quirks. The Quirks is a podcast about our little oddball tendencies that make us all unique. I'm Susan Katehini, and I am your host. I'm a quirky person, but also a lot of quirky things just sort of happen to me. This week's adventure, a handyman knocked on my door and said he was there to fix the leak under my house. I didn't know there was a leak under my house, but I said sure, figuring someone from the neighboring apartments had sent him. Needless to say, no one had sent him, and he was in the wrong building, but I did in fact have a leak under the house. Weird, but seems like sort of a win. Today's guest is my dear friend Ray Chow. Ray is an LA-based actor from Chicago. He wants me to let you know he didn't know what a quirk was until this podcast, and now he realizes that he has a lot of quirks. Okay. Hi, Ray Chow. Hi. I'm so happy for you to be on the podcast today. I'm so happy to be here. You've been waiting for a long time while I tried to figure out some technical difficulties. Yes, three days. <laughs> like 30 minutes about, but yeah. <laughs> that's, I'm quirky. That's why I get to host this podcast. <laughs> You're the quirkiest. Well, uh, maybe. We'll see. I don't know. This is the funny thing about you is I love you so much. You're one of my most favorite people on the planet. Oh, my little Dublin. Yes. Dublin. Dublin. He, he, thought, he thought you were talking about him. So after waiting a full three days, now you just had to wait again while I brought my doggy upstairs. Right. And we lost all the spontaneity. <laughs> so we're going to try to get it back. Right. So what I was going to say is, you're one of my most favorite people on the planet, and I love you so much, and I don't know a lot of your quirks. Hmm. <laughs> I wonder why that is. I think you probably hide them really well. Maybe. Maybe. Because... Or perhaps I don't have any. Well, we're going to find out. We're going to figure it out. Your comedy is very quirky. Yeah, I think my comedy is quirky in the sense that, um, well, well, I guess, I think maybe you need to define quirky. Sure. So, I mean, we probably should have done this before the podcast. Yeah. However. <laughs> or, or just in general. Well, this will actually help the viewers as well, because this is, people do say to me, like, what is a quirk? Wait, we're live? I didn't, I. Oh, we're totally live. This wait, is being broadcast you said, all around no, the No, you world. said viewers. Can they see me? I mean, listeners. Is oh, that wrong? Okay. No, you said viewers. viewers. I thought, like, okay. No, because I'm, I'm not really dressed for TV, but yes. Oh, I think you are. I'm okay. just so used to having my face on camera that I just think everyone's a viewer. Me too. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so let's help We're... our viewers. What is quirky in your opinion? <laughs> I guess saying viewers instead of listeners, that would be quirky. Right. Um, no, for me, like a quirk is something that you do that not everyone else does. So it's these little behaviors that people do. That, you know, like, so, okay, for example, when I'm walking a lot of times, if I'm walking alone, I pretend that I'm in the IRA, and I'm an Irish woman. I just start talking in an Irish accent and pretending that I'm, you know, like, doing deals for the IRA or they're coming after me because my husband did something bad or, you know, I have, like, these storylines going on. I have something similar. So good. Tell me. <laughs> well, it, it, this is a while ago when I was a kid. If I was in the backseat, I would look out the window and I'd pretend like a soundtrack was playing, like if I was in a movie. And I'd practice those looks, like, you know, this is all like B-roll stuff. You know, like, <laughs> looking out the window and, like, looking wistful. And maybe, like, rubbing my chin. Stop. Yeah. And then I would envision, like, different songs, depending if it was a drama, a horror, a comedy. So this is really unique. So you had a soundtrack going for the yeah. little moments of your life. Yeah. And it's kind of quirky. Would that come out of boredom? I don't know. 
That's a good question. Or would it come out of like uh, your just love for performing or your need to like kind of tap no, into it? No, it wasn't for a love out of performing because I, I came to performing very late. Like, I was an adult. So when I was a child, I don't know. I think maybe because I, like, I always like movies. Mm, that could be. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Do you still do it? No, because I'm, I'm too busy driving. <laughs> when I'm driving, I pretend I'm being kidnapped. So I think you could find time for it. Yeah, those are very dark quirks. Mine? Being I guess kidnapped? the IRA being yeah. kidnapped. Yeah, that's the thing. I have a sunny disposition, but I'm drawn to the dark side with my quirks. That's so. quirky. <laughs> I love that childhood quirk. Did you have any other childhood quirks that you can remember? Uh, no, but when I look back, my my parents always described me as clumsy. Interesting. Yeah, and I and I look back and I feel like it's one of those situations where your parents like tell you something and you believe it. And I was like, I don't really think I was clumsy. I think that you, I've never seen you be clumsy, actually. I think you have a way of walking through the world that's very, graceful is the wrong word, but you oh, just sort of. Like ballet. <laughs> like a, I'm, like Barish, like, I'm like Barishnikov. You, that's always what I think of you first. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think about that quite often. I mean, I'm not obsessed with it, but I do think <laughs> I was like, yeah, they used to like say I was clumsy. And I'm like, I'm not clumsy. Did you drop a lot of things? I don't know what it was. Interesting. You know, that's what happens, I think. Sometimes in childhood, we do something one time, and then we get the quality ascribed to us. Right. And then you're like, that's your nickname or your moniker. And it's like, <laughs> and then it's also just self-fulfilling prophecy, because then every little thing, like, you know, sorry, I was carrying, you know, five boxes and one slipped. It's like, oh, that Ray, he's so clumsy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's funny. My my family says I have a terrible sense of directions. Like growing up, they would always say, "Oh, if we drop suitcase off around the corner, should never find the house." Or even like on our block, there are six houses on our block, by the way, three on each side. So I actually have an insanely good sense of direction, but because that when I was little, I used to read in the back seat, or I was playing games as well. I didn't have a soundtrack. No one was as cool as you, but but then you know that got like put on me, and now I'm really good. Right. But I still don't trust it because I'm like. I have a bad sense of direction. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. Everyone says. Yeah. That's so interesting. I'm going to watch you like a hawk now. I know. And I feel like I'm not clumsy. I'm going to try not to be. Oh, <laughs> that was fake. That, that was, was fake. Like Foley, Everyone, um, right? Isn't mm-hmm. that Foley when you... That really spiked the mic, by the way. I know. I'm going to have to do some edits. For listeners, that was fake. That was magic. That was magic. You're Hollywood so magic. <laughs> for all our viewers out there. Right. I wish you could have seen him do it. Um, is the, because you're clumsy, is that why you haven't held my baby yet? Yeah, no, I don't like babies. <laughs> oh, no, I really don't. I mean, I like kids, but, uh, babies are, I don't know. I think part of it is mothers like love their babies as they <laughs> should, but you know, I don't know. I just don't need to touch them or hold them until they can talk. Wow. That's going to be a while then. Yeah. Well, no, not really. They grow so fast. Okay. Do you think I love her too much? Do you think it's like... um No, but I think it's it's one of those situations in life where there's like no objectivity whatsoever. Okay. And that's fine. I mean, I get it. I mean, you're entitled to that. You made a baby. But oh. I think as a third party, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, it's cute. Oh, boy. Is this getting like really personal? No. <laughs> what I always say about babies is always like, well, it doesn't do anything. That's true. They don't do anything. And does she have to? Mm, well, I mean, I prefer, I like watch, I'd watch Netflix as opposed to watch a baby, but. Fair. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. 
I know you love her deep down because, first of all, you keep bringing her presents every single time you come over. No, I, I love babies. I love kids. But more importantly, I love I love the fact that now it's like your kid, so then I have, um, like, I want to get invested in that That's kid. So, so nice. I, I, I tell my friends, my friends that I grew up with, like, literally one of my biggest joys in life is, like, meeting their kids. That's so sweet. Because, you know, I kind of just... And it's funny, I, I literally will plan trips and visit people's friends and I really want to see the friends more than, I mean the kids more than the friends oh. um, because I want to get to know them and I want to like know what they're about and what they're like and um, that's so it's, nice yeah it's really great I love that you're just such a good you're such a good person well I, li- I do like kids and I and I think you did say I hate babies before but right. I know you were well joking. kids are different from babies <laughs> that's true yeah. so one thing that I don't know if this is a quirk per se but I'm going to count it as one I think is like you are a master of the 99 cent store. Oh, I am. Yes. <laughs> Tell me about I am, how you and I'm proud that. of it. Yeah. Well, first of all, um, I did not know what a 99 cent store was until I moved to LA, and now I love 99 cent <laughs> stores. Um, I would say hmm, 99% of my purchases come from a 99 cent store, the other percent, Amazon. But uh, no, I had that one, I had this one show, a stage show, that literally, I think we counted. I would say 400 props. Oh, you saw that show. Yeah. You like, literally, tell, they, tell the listener viewers about that show because it was amazing. Yeah, it was a show and it just had a lot of moving pieces. And literally, there are 400 props in it. What? Yeah. 400. Yeah. I mean, you saw it. Like, every... like every oh, so yeah. There's 25 scenes and every scene had like five, six, seven, eight, nine, yeah, ten props. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It was... And I would say 75% of them I made... From something I bought at the 99 cent store. Literally, those four weeks leading up to the show, I would stop at every 99 cent store I would see. Here's a tip. They don't all have the same merchandise. I would literally just go up and down every aisle and brainstorm like, oh, what could that be? What could this be? What could that be? It was 25 full-length feature films in 50 minutes. And it was a live show. We didn't really do all 25 full-length movies. We did like (laughs) scenes from them. Um, you, you did, like, most of the major scenes. Yeah, like Titanic. So um, the Titanic scene that yeah. you used was them just, like, eating in the in the galley, right? Uh, no, you must have been <laughs> in the bathroom for that scene. So the Titanic was, yeah, was them meeting and then... Uh, the and boat then, scene. Yeah, and then Rose, like, not letting um, Leonardo DiCaprio onto the raft. Yeah, they were kind of like, um, there's room for two. Or you just go down together, was right. what I thought. That was dumb. I think the prop that I was most proud of was um, we did uh, The Revenant. And so the guy had to crawl. We did the scene where he crawled into the horse Mm -hmm. for warmth. And so I made a horse out of like a cardboard box and then yarn from the 99 cent store and then like, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yeah, it was fun. For those of you that missed it, you really missed a good show. Here's a quirk. And I actually think it's a bad quirk. I don't like filming my live performances. Why? You know, it was weird. So I I learned... So when I lived in New York, that's when I really got into theater and did a lot of performances. And I was always like, oh, theater is meant to be experienced live. <laughs> you know, you can't record it. I like this character. Yeah, and I never recorded it. Now I look back because, mm. um, for example, in New York, I had... Uh, I was in an off-off-Broadway show, and I did a dance solo <gasps> as a rose. Stop. Yes, as, it was 
as a rosebud blossoming, no. and it was like about a six-minute dance solo. I need it. I know, but there's no recording. It doesn't exist. That pains me. Yeah. I. But anyway, so I would just never record my live oh. performances. So there, I have very little footage of anything I've done. So That makes me so sad. It makes the the Tony Awards Committee sad, too. So. <laughs> um, it's funny, because it, I always record them, but it doesn't look as good. Like, And you kind of wind up telling people, like, well, it's like a 3D art that you, you know, like, whatever. That's exactly but why I, I didn't. But I still do. Yeah, I kind of regret it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like watching yourself? Like, if you're in a movie, you're, you know, raised in a lot of things. Do you like seeing yourself on screen? I never watch playback, but I don't mind watching myself. I do like to watch it once it's done. Yeah, I do, too. Good, because people are like, I don't like to watch myself. I'm like, well, that's going to be hard for you to be a film actor. Yeah. <laughs> I love to watch myself. Yeah. <laughs> and if I say I don't like to watch myself, it's because I don't want to see the movie again. Because yeah. sometimes, you know, you do something and you see it like a lot of times. Oh, I don't want to see it because it's a bad project. Like, that's what I mean, I've yeah. I've done a lot of bad projects. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Wait, so what's your favorite 99 cent store? Well, the one, there's, there's two within walking distance of my house. One's a mega one and one's a, a little one. The little one, they stopped selling produce, which I will say the thing with, so I know it's gross. I do buy groceries at the 99 cent store. You do? I, yeah. One time I even bought like real food. Like I understand buying produce there, but they also sell like ground beef. No. Yeah. They sell real food and I have bought it and I literally think it's like, I think, you know, when you go to a fancy store like Ralph's. <laughs> And yeah. it's like ground beef, um, 80% lean, 20%, they don't really say. <laughs> I think at the 99 cent store, the 20%, like they take all the 20%. Ew. And they make it. But it's 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 actually $1.99 or $2.99. That, another tip, folks, not everything at the 99 cent store is 99 cents. Sometimes it's more. But anyways, <laughs> so I have bought that when I was, you know, just, I don't know, just when you don't want to go to a real grocery store. But with produce, you know, that's the same. Like, produce is produce. Sure. But the thing is, here's another tip. It's literally, like, almost illegal to sell this produce because it's so close to the expiration date. <laughs> so, literally, be prepared to eat the produce in the car <laughs> of the parking lot before the food expires. You are amazing. Yeah. Also, that's stop taking chances. Because I feel like this is not where you want to, like, hang your head at the 99 cent store. Yeah. Like, get an electric toothbrush that plays a Justin Bieber song. I've done right. that before. I've done that, too. Who hasn't? Wow. But I do love the 99 cent store. If you go in the morning, it's almost like it's almost like you're in a European village. And, and all the, you know, grandmothers are there in their shawls. And they <laughs> literally stand by the door as they wheel out the like the new food for the day. No. Yeah, and they sometimes they fight. No. Yeah, strawberries, yes. <laughs> they fight for the strawberries. And then the sly ones, they like, they open like six strawberries and they pick all the best ones and they put it in a container. No. Yeah, there's a lot of shady at the 99 cent store. Why have you not written a pilot about this yet? I don't know. I think it's time. Well, I kind of like it. It's kind of like very... Game of Thrones, like you're just kind of like there, and like, like if you, you know, you gotta grab what you can and just like fight for it. It gets brutal sometimes. Yeah, this is quirky. I'd say. Yeah, but I like it. It's exciting. 
I mean, I want you to take me so I can experience it through your eyes because my opinion of the 99 cent store is markedly lower than yours. Oh, I love the 99 cent store. It stresses me out. I think because you're talking, those people I was just mentioning stress you out probably. Oh, yeah. And I have Napoleon Complex. I'm short. Yeah. So I feel like I get like pushed over at the 99 cent store. Like I have to angle my way into lines that don't exist and... Yeah. Uh, I also love at the 99 cent store, like you're in line and, you know, like literally they'll have two cash registers and there's be like 500 people with 500 items. Right. Then you see the people like all in a huff about like, I'm like, you're not at Bergdorf's. (laughs) Like you're at the 99 cent store buying pantyhose lady. Yes, I know. Like, are you in that big of a hurry? I mean, there might be a pantyhose emergency. No, I get it. You never know. Right. But you're at the 99 cent store. No, the problem is nobody should be really wearing pantyhose anymore. That's really out of fashion. Oh, that's true. So, like, that's why it's at the 99 cent store. You're right. And that's why that person's in a bad mood. No one gave them the memo. Right. It's tights or bare legs, and that's all you get. Yeah. Everything is very 80s in the 99 cent store. Yes. I agree Mm -hmm. with that. I agree. That's what I don't like. The 80s are not my fave. I'd rather it was like 70s, like psychedelic and yeah <laughs> you can find quite a few treasures there i think you should definitely film something there or, or write a live, something live podcast oh yeah live podcast at the 99 mm-hmm. that's a great idea i think they would definitely let us do it yeah no wait are you going to tell people where your favorite ones are or did you purposely leave oh it out? no uh yeah but then they'll know you don't where want I the live. competition they'll, no they'll know where i live well it's like a general area okay that you live in. don't give um, your street address okay actually the best one in all of hollywood is on um on Hollywood Boulevard by UCB and Home Depot. I just want you guys to know he lives nowhere near there. So yeah, he's no, no, literally no. throwing No, I'm saying ones. that's oh. the best one because, first of all, it's open till 10 p.m. Great. And it's huge. What is the quirkiest thing you've ever bought at the 99 cent store? Well, Justin Bieber um, toothbrush excluded. Um, <laughs> they have everything, people. I mean, it's just, it's kind of like winning the lottery. This I mean, is like a public service announcement for your local 99 cents. Wait, actually, we should stop because we're not, they're not a sponsor, are they? I don't know. Maybe they are now. Right, right. No more. After this. Yeah. No, we should not. We're not plugging Don't give anyone. them any more credit. Yeah, don't plug anyone. Um, but here's one thing I will say about you is you give the best and quirkiest gifts that I've ever seen. Uh, that I would agree with. Or, you know, I but, don't know if it's quirky. I think I typically put a lot of thought into the gifts so i do have a notepad of pictures of your face that says don't write on my oh yeah that that (laughs) that one was that one's quirky for my baby shower you gave tattoos the one was a picture of me and my bathing cap that said big mama and the one was marked that said big daddy oh no hot mama sorry not big mama yeah right right. (laughs) and then one was dublin and it said big brother right and that was, that was the like, hit of the baby shower. What's the quirkiest gift that you've ever either given or received? Well, there's some drama. So Ooh. this last Christmas, I, you know, I, I always tell people I don't need gifts. Like, there's nothing I need. And also, if I need it, I'll buy it. Um, so this last Christmas, my one of my good friends from Chicago, um, who has two little kids, said, I, you know, I just send little things all the time because they're fun. Like, one... Like, the the little girl just turned three and the little boy six. So, it's so easy to find stuff for them. Um, so, she was really excited. She's like, oh, I, I got you the perfect gift, got you the perfect gift, got you the perfect gift. And I was like, okay, that's great. So, the perfect gift was this, um, I don't know what it's called. Basically, it's this monitor for my dog. And when I'm remote, I could turn it on and talk to my dog and also throw it a treat. 
Oh, yeah, this is really expensive. Yeah, exactly. So I didn't know. So I got it, and I was like, oh, wow, this is really cool. I'm going to set it up, etc. But then I was like, God, this looks really fancy. And so I went on Amazon, and it was $200. It is. Yes. Because I wanted to get one, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to spend $200. And also, like... The treat thing just seems so crazy to me. Like, is it just going to start? I don't know. I feel like it would like be like that. Them out. I love Lucy episode. Yeah, yeah where yeah, they're yeah. eating the chocolates. So the controversy came in because what I did was I returned it. Why? Because it was way too extravagant. I don't need it. And it was $200. So I returned it and I bought some dog treats and then I got a gift card and I mailed the gift card back to them because Ooh. I said, you know, I wrote a really nice note. I was like, thank you. It's really the thought that counts. It was really touching. It was a great gift. But I don't need it. You have two kids. Like, you're trying to buy a house. Like, there's no need to spend that money on me um, and, and my dog. So, um, so that, so, I mean. I, did they get mad? Well, I mean, how could they get mad? Like, I didn't want to hurt their feelings, but I did convey how appreciative I was of it. But that's about my, I don't need any more stuff. Like, we don't need stuff. I do want to send you a pizza from that Chicago pizza place that you like. Because you did post that. I know you're doing, like, yeah. bits on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. But you posted ones like, none of my friends have ever sent yeah. me a deep dish. No, like, <laughs> like stuff like that even borders on extravagant. Like, I, they are bits. Like, yeah, I don't need pizza from Luminati's. Luminati's, I mean, that's I it. I mean, I don't need the two-pack. Uh, <laughs> I think it's only $51, the two-pack. Yeah. I don't need that. Is Luminati but, sponsoring this? Because yeah, oh yeah, or or whoever. Wait, is it Lou Minati's? There are two Lou separate... Malnati's, that's oh, his name. Malnati. Lou Malnati's. Yeah, that's you do need it, though. Yeah. No, actually, I, 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 in all seriousness, I don't. I mean, but... But th- that's, I think another quirk of mine is I am a hard person to shop for. I think people are like, oh, what do we get them? And I was like, well, first of all, I don't need anything. But so then people send me food, which, again, I don't necessarily need. But you know. Yeah, I don't know about gifts for you. Yeah, I am a hard person to shop for because, A, I don't need anything. And I know, B, I hear you. anything I need, I'll buy. So it's like, I hear you. yeah, but I get it. I'm going to um, buy you beef that's 80%, 20%. 80% being the good part. You yeah. know, I'm going to get you like a beef. like Which is nice, but I don't need it. Like I can eat 20% mean <laughs> 80% fat. That might be that a actually, thing. Yeah, that's That actually kind of, sounds good. It probably is good. Are there quirks that you... Enter our people. Ah! <laughs> uh, that was a bit... That was harsh. great. Are there any like um, secret quirks you do like... Um, okay, like when I shower, this is a secret. I pretend I'm in like a, um, a river... And I'm washing myself like in times where there were no showers. Yeah, like Pocahontas. Yes, good. Yeah. That's a good reference. So I, you know, I'm just bathing in rainwater, yeah. basically. That's something I always pretend when I yeah. shower. Do you do anything mm. like secret like that? No, that seems kind of weird. Really? Yeah, I don't do anything like that. Sorry. Are there quirks that other people have that drive you crazy? Actually, I was, I was shooting something and I don't know how it came up, but then... But the makeup girl was like, oh, you're this type. And she told me like, there's this, this personality test. There's four types. There's um, people who do things for the principal, people who like do things to disrupt things. I forget what the archetypes are. But I was like, oh my God, yeah, 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 I'm a principal one. So I'm the type that gets so mad when people don't do their job. Hmm. And, you know, to the point where I literally, like Yelp is not enough. Like I want someone to get, like I want someone to be punished um 
I'm trying to think of really? Yeah, let me think of an example. Like if you get like bad customer service. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's so irritating. I'm just like, just do your job. Huh. I think that that's so funny because I wind up like wanting to say something, but then always like being nervous the person is actually going to get fired. And then oh, they, I always say something you to do? the point where, I, it, and again, it's so, it's like, oh, it's for the principal, but that's kind of silly. It's just a way of justifying like irrational behavior. Like I will like literally stop everything until I make my point. Really? Yeah. But that brings us to one thing, which is that you are a lawyer. Yes. Like you're I, an actor and right. you are a filmmaker and you are a comedian right. and you're also a lawyer. Right. So I, that's so fascinating. But I think that people gravitate towards careers that value the way they are. And I think lawyers um, need to be very detail oriented to be principled. Uh, not that all lawyers are principled, but I think it suited me well. So that's why I pursued that career. Um, so do you feel like when you're like dealing with customer service and stuff, do you feel like you put your lawyer hat on where you're like, this is the just way of doing things. This is, these are my points. Sometimes like I, I'll articulate things that maybe they're like, you are crazy. Like huh. it's not that important. Cause like, so a recent one was I went to, um, this happens a lot. I went to a grocery store that shall be nameless, not the 99 cent store, but I said it earlier if you're listening. I heard okay. it. So I went there and there, the deli is open till 10, mm-hmm. right? 10 to 10. They have a sign, 10 to 10, 10 to 10. <laughs> and I got there at 830 and the entire deli was cleaned out, but you know how they remove it yes. and they put it in the back. And I was like, what time do you close? I kind of laid the trap. I'm like, what time do you close? Oh, 10. I go, oh, there's not a single... <laughs> thing in the deli counter right and then and then so of course they don't care they're like whatever and i'm like and then i can see like all the salads were on these racks in the back just out in the open Ooh. she's like well i'll get you anything you want i'm well, like it's like not yeah i'm like that's not yeah yeah i'm not playing that game so then i go to the customer service and the security guard's like oh what do you need and i was like explaining and literally waited like 10 minutes and i walk over there with the manager and i'm like what time do you close? I'm like, if, if you're open at 10, be open at 10. And she no, they'll get whatever you want. I'm like, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to like go on a fishing expedition. Be like, oh, do you have tuna salad? Do you have chickens? Like, can I see it? Like yeah. you want to buy what you see. And so then I made a big point. And then she was basically like, you're crazy. And I was like, well, what are you going to do about this? And basically she was trying to blow me off. So I'm like snapping pictures of it. And I was like, no. And then she would, then she did the thing that really sets me off. She's like, look, I, I'm not even supposed to work today. I don't normally work this late. I go, again, that's not my problem. You're the manager. So I go, well, who, who should I talk to? And so then I get Ooh. another manager, and then I explain. He was nice. He was like, you're right. This is wrong. I'll tell the day people, whatever. Because it's stupid. Like I'm like, why should I rush over here at 830 and then, like. Right. Yeah, and I felt, you know, I could have pushed it and been like, you know, I'm going to. I have photos. Like, <laughs> the food should not be just out in the open. It's definitely against standards. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So I'm the opposite. Like, when I'm upset by something like that, I just get irrational. I just start crying. Or I start giving, like, really strange information. So, like, this is a, like, famous family story. My mom had this guy at work. My mom loves Black Friday. Mm-hmm. We always go to Black Friday. You know. Wait at, like, four in the morning for things. So I was home for Thanksgiving, and someone in her job wanted a wee 
my brother wanted a Wii, more everyone wanted a Wii. So we all had to like go wait at four in the morning for these Wiis. But my brother found this Amazon flash sale and he's like, oh, we can get the Wii online. No problem. We just have to like do it at 2 a.m. So we both sign on at 2 a.m. We get two Wiis. So I realized the Wii is going to like an old mailing address of mine because I hadn't updated it on Amazon. So I call Amazon customer service. I'm like, hey, there's this issue. The Wii is going to the wrong place, whatever. And the guy gets back on. He goes, okay, miss, I've canceled your Wii. Yeah. Right. So now I just, I'm like, what? He's like, I've canceled the Wii. It's no problem. I'm like, nope, get it back. That's not why I called, right. So then the Wii's gone. You know, somebody else just snatches it up. I just start crying. I'm like, I am a very loyal customer of Amazon. Crying, weeping. And he goes, ma'am, ma'am, I see your order history. You haven't ordered anything since 2007. (laughs) It was like 2014. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was before Amazon was really like, we were using it. It was like for books then. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's like, my brother just like, not, like laughing now, but also horrified because now we do have to go at four. Yeah. And now we're not getting any sleep. Like we're back at four a.m. getting all the wees. So then, if but that see, was me, I, I'm always like, can I speak to a supervisor? Right. I just cry. Yeah. That's where I'm no good. But if I get good customer service, I write letters. You're appreciative. Oh my god. I always, oh yeah, I do that too. I'm I sure. am very positive on Yelp. But I, <laughs> I'll give you a tip for all our our listeners, viewers. Um, yeah, our viewers. This is a really good tip. Um, well, I have a couple of good tips, but this one is particularly good for business transactions. <laughs> if you get on customer service and you clearly know that this person doesn't know, because what I hate is when they make things up, yeah. they're like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, how do you know that? Like you're making things up. And then I'll say this line and you can use it. Everyone, you can go get a piece of paper and pencil if you want. You say, this is what you say. You say, sir or miss. It's perfectly okay to say, I don't know. <laughs> I said, I would rather you say you don't know than make something up. Because what you just said makes no sense. And that really puts them on the spot. And the, the smart ones are like, I don't know. I'm going to go, thank you. You really say yeah, that? Because literally, you know how they make things up? Yes. And I'm like, that makes no sense. I wish I could think of an example. But I'm like, that makes no sense. And then I say, it's okay to say you don't know. Yeah, I don't BS. If I don't know something, right. I'm like, what does that mean? What? Yeah. How do you say that word? You know? Yeah. And I'll give you... Give so, us another. Give us yeah, another Yeah, this may be a quirk. This is a tip for life. <laughs> tip for life. Okay? Okay. Whenever you're in an argument, you stop and you say, what did I just say? And like 99% of the time, they're like, because uh, 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 they're like so enmeshed in what they were saying yes they weren't listening and that then you basically that's like a, a mic drop not what did i just yeah you're like what did i just say and they're like uh uh and you're like there's no point in discussing this you're not even listening Ooh, right. yeah that's really good and i use that one sparingly because you can only use it once really yeah I don't think we're ever going to fight, but if we did, and yeah. I'm prepared. Yeah, like, you I'm have to like thinking, take notes. Yeah. That's I'm, why, yeah. I'm not thinking about my argument. Right. I'm listening to you. So I like, <laughs> so when I know it's going to, when I know a fight's leading to that, like I start taking notes. Like literally, like, so that I say, well, you just said. That's so yeah. funny. That's a really good one, folks. Um, again, is that your lawyer coming in a little bit? or? I think I just always been that way, but that's a really okay. good one. Like, Have you ever said that on the stand? To a witness, um, what did I just say? No, because oh. that wouldn't really work that way. Would they yeah, you in you contempt? Know, trials are not like on TV. It was interesting because there was a while when I was transitioning from law to um, acting. And it was interesting because the worlds were very, very separate. But there was a point where my 
lawyer friends would start coming to my comedy shows and although they always saw me a certain way they didn't see me in that light and then I think it's hard for my comedy people or acting people to think of me in a courtroom but and what other quirky jobs have you had because I know one where you were doing something with like bubbles yeah I was did kids shows we would do like it was all centered around bubbles so that was really like fun because the kids love bubbles that's amazing yeah how did you realize you had a talent to wear bubbles Actually, anyone ha- can have a talent for bubbles. It's just you have to learn how to do it. And it was interesting because when I went to the training, the guy told me, like, it, literally, it's an hour show, so it's basically an hour of scripted material. And he go, he said, anyone can make bubbles. It's the script that most people have problems with. And he was right because mm. you had to like learn the script and the bubbles. Anyone can learn. It's just a matter of practice. Well, you know your way around a script. Yeah, I I was able. I think I did a good job with the script because I I found places to incorporate my own sense of humor and and you know try to make things funny that way. I'm sure. Um, and then the bubbles was fun. I mean, it was just like <laughs> you know. I mean, when we talk about like millions of bubbles or like giant bubbles, like at the end we put the kids in a bubble. You know, oh, it was like they're really big. I did that once at the children's museum. It was like my favorite thing. Yeah. My niece was like, "I'm scared." I was like, "I'll go in the bubble with you." Yeah. <laughs> And it was so, well, here's another example. So I would get in trouble because they were like, okay, so at the end, you know, kind of like the highlight of the show is you put the birthday kid in the bubble and then maybe their brother or sibling and then that's it. But I was always like, well, I want to put every kid in the bubble. Thank you. But the problem is, is like, so for birthday parties, there's 20 kids. That's fine. But sometimes we'd go to um, schools and there'd be like 60 kids. Oh, yeah. So then that was hard. And literally, so the problem is you have to pick up the kid, put him in the in the bubble thing, <laughs> pick him up and put him out because they can't step in and out because it's slippery. It's slippery yeah. yeah. So, and literally they'd be like, oh, you have to stop putting all the kids in the bubble. We're, we're going to complain because our other people don't do it. I'm like, oh, so your other people are lazy and right. so I'm getting in trouble. Imagine being the kid who's like the la- the kid that's after the last kid gets yeah, in the bubble. You're like, so oh, the, that's the last bubble. Yeah. That's so So I did do it like uh, when it was like an assembly of like 200 kids, I would always do a thing where it was like, okay, kids who have birthdays in April. And then so then it would still be like 30 kids. That's nice. But at yeah. least you had like a fair, it wasn't like who's the cutest right. kid because I feel right. like that happens too. Right. Tell us one of Dash's quirks. Um... Dash has a lot of quirks, and they evolve. You know, I think animals do change their personalities uh, as people do. Um, She's gotten now, she's a little bit naughty when we walk on leash. Like, she'll want to decide which way to go. (laughs) Like, literally, I'll be like, no, we're going this way, we're going this way. And she just, no, she won't. And so, literally, she decides our walk, which I think this is a fairly recent thing, like the last month. It was very interesting for me to observe. And I like laugh, but I kind of am like, what's going on here? Um, and you'll, but you'll go with, yeah, I'll go. Idea. Yeah. Cause, Cause I don't, I don't care. Dad. Well, I don't care. Um, <laughs> and it's funny. I do think raising a dog is like raising a kid. Cause there'll be times if we're off leash, like she'll go be sniffing something. I'll be like, Hey dash, let's go dash. Dash, I'm like screaming, and that happens with kids, right? When yes. you, you're like screaming at a kid, and they like ignore you. Yes. And I was like, that's what kids do, but yeah, I think the problem is she cracks me up, so I just kind of laugh. She's so um, cute. Um, I just also want to. This is not really a quirk so much as like the sweetest thing you'll ever hear. But Ray keep Ray doesn't have a cat. 
but he keeps cans of cat food in his car in case a homeless person has a cat so he can give it to them. That's like the sweetest quirk I've ever heard. I'm actually uh, house-sitting a cat. That's why I have all this cat fur. And oh. I'm going to go feed their cat right now. Oh, well, then I guess we have to go. Cat's so, waiting. Uh, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I think we did discover you have some quirks, and I think we did discover that you have... I'm never going to fight with you. What did I just say? <laughs> ah! Thank you. Bye! <laughs> Look for Ray Chow at the Die Laughing Film Festival this May 10th and 11th at the Complex Theater. Our next guest is Deanna Chang, and spoiler alert, she's a bit of a quirkster. Join us in two weeks to hear all about Deanna. 